Welcome back to episode number 39 of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Hughley, and I am joined, as always, back again from our, our long podcasting drought. Uh, my, my dudes, Jack and Seth. Uh, let's start off down at the bottom. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Good to be back on here. It's been been a little bit, but excited to talk some wrestling and uh, get back on the HMA show out here. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jack, how about you? I see the uh, the mustache growing in well. Yeah, I'm. I don't know, man. I'm just going day by day. <laughs> so I guess both of you, both yeah, of you got, both, got the mustache. We're both rocking it out here. Got to go. Yeah, yours is a little cleaner than mine. Mine just goes, man. I don't want to <laughs> trim it up. No, mine mine gets bad. It gets patchy all up in here. I just I just kind of touched it up a little bit, but trying to make it look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was just the the reason I pointed out Jack is because when we got on here, he was sitting over there like, you know, dude, I do that, I do that so bad. (laughs) I mess with this. Like, I'll I'll sit in class. Like, well, I guess I'm graduated now, but I would sit in class and like day like you know days off and just mess with my mustache and like make super awkward eye contact with people around me. It was it was terrible. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have a real problem with it. I go here and then here. Just, just in the mustache, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's real long. I gotta trim it, or just shave everything but the mustache. Yeah, um, that's the way to go. <laughs> you know, everybody's got everybody's got different styles of facial hair, man. And like you know, it, like Seth's got the full beard. It's very defined. You can see it. Like for me, like you can see my beard it, just because it's grown out, but the mustache is also red, so it like blends in. You can't even you don't even know I have a mustache, which pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when i cut mine i actually do the opposite i do a straight chin strap and cut this part there you go. all the way around the russian yeah, yeah. <laughs> um at senior uh trials in 2019 i was i like ran so it was scratch scratch the night before um i ran and was like still like 0.1 kilo over and i had a full beard and a mustache and i shaved my beard with like this terrible one blade free razor got ton of razor burn but i shaved the shaved the beard not the mustache and i was on weight <laughs> See <laughs> so, what I, so i kept the mustache i did the i did the only mustache for like a month or two right at the end of wrestling season last year uh, because we the last couple seasons my team has gotten the the habit of wanting to bet me every time georgia gets to the sec championship game Unfortunately, I'm 0 for 2 in the last two years. So I one duel, I had to wear a tutu. So I had to coach a whole try try meet in a tutu all night, <laughs> and I hosted it. So like, not only am I coaching, but like I'm running around making sure this thing is going, you know, smoothly, and everybody's staring at me in a tutu. And then last year, I had nice. to uh, I had to grow out the mustache and wear just a mustache for like two months. Jacob, so, do, you, do you lose a lot of bets, man? Yeah, man. So like the, the trick is not to bet money because I don't have money. So that's a don't bet money. But bet, uh, bet wearing tutus. Wearing tutus. I don't give a shit about all that stuff. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fun for the kids. So why not? Um, they they had, got a kick out of seeing me with a mustache for two months. And again, they kept making fun of me because they were like, Coach, when we see you at the end of the hallway walking down, we don't even know you have a mustache. You can't even see it till you get up close to you. <laughs> that's messed up yeah i was like all right cool so not only do you make me wear this mustache my wife hates me but you're making fun of me at school now 
Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a while since we talked wrestling, y'all. Um, and, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on in the wrestling world. There's a bunch of events going on. We got all kinds of cool stuff. Um, first thing, before we get into, like, the big events, um, you know, I've been covering this ACC wrestling stuff. And the one big thing I wanted to ask, I guess, both of you guys, because, you know, um, Jack, obviously – from the ACC, Seth, you're coaching right now. Um, Nino, Bonacorsi bumping up to 97. So what are you guys' thoughts on that move? Um, I'll start. I think that it's it's great, great competition. Um, I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of my boy, J-I-L-O. Um, and I think that just knowing that Nino is going to be at the weight class will rise, will make him rise to the occasion. Um and, you know, it's good to see competition because uh, I think a lot of those 84-pounders are going to bump up um, because that 197-pound weight class is kind of weak right now. So um, I think it's good. Uh, it'll be good rivalry there. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm excited to see it just because, like, like you said, I mean, no matter who you pull for, like, it, it's cool to kind of see 84 clear out a little bit and then 97 get a little bit more. Uh, competition because you know there was 84 was a complete log jam and like Nino's such a great wrestler but he just like for some reason couldn't break through those top top dudes you know whereas at 97 he's right there with everybody else so uh, what about you Seth yeah no I agree I think it I think you're gonna see like Jack said a lot of these 84 pounders moving up I think you're gonna see a lot of shift in weight classes before the season really gets you know once it gets started if it gets started but I think a lot of guys are gonna move around but I think it's going to be cool to see a tougher 97 weight class. And um, yeah, I think for the next few years, I think it's going to keep getting tougher. I think uh, there's a lot of good, good 97 pounders. We got one that's going to be coming out here soon and, uh, and red shirt and, and uh, the year after that, getting ready to go. But uh, I think 97 is going to be a lot better of a weight class. I think that opens up 84 a bit, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how things start playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like we, he was kind of the first, like, big chip to fall with like us knowing that somebody's moving um you know we've heard a lot about yanni right everybody in the world saying oh yanni's going 49 do you guys know anything about that and who else have you guys heard of might move i've heard of yanni moving i mean i haven't seen anything official but a few people have talked to have mentioned it i've never you know i haven't seen anything on it i'm trying to think who else would be I mean, I'm sure there, there's got to be. There's always a bunch that you just don't yeah. know at the last minute. You know, Rivera probably going up to 41, but I hear he might take an Olympic year and then do that or something. I think like he is. I think he is. So, yeah, I think I think, I think more guys will move. I don't know who or where they're going to be moving around to, but I think we'll see a lot of movement. But you I've said always heard things about Pat Glory moving up, too. I know he cuts a little bit of weight. Um, that's – totally like yeah, not yeah total speculation so don't take my word for it <laughs> like i heard like even the year before like last he was gonna bump up so yeah i think we could see a lot of 25s and 33s moving around a lot of people could be going down from 33 just knowing what it's the same thing in 84 97 you know why not if you go to 25 you just got to beat one or two guys whereas 33 you gotta you gotta be on in that weekend in march <laughs> Yeah, so absolutely. I'm I missed that real quick. Who did you say you think's taking an Olympic? Seabass. Oh, okay. So, man, if he took an Olympic, 
then Suriano's back on the roster, right? I mean, so, so here, here's the interesting thing is that doesn't mean – I mean, I have no idea what he's doing. This is speculation too. But just because he's back on roster and in classes doesn't mean he's not taking an Olympic red shirt, right? Does Maybe he have he one ran. available? Suriano? What's that? Does Suriano have one available? Yeah, Everyone that could – Yeah, everybody that Olympic last year has it this year. Okay. Yes. And so maybe maybe he's trying to catch up with classes and take this opportunity to, you know, get ahead in school or, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe he's wrestling. I, I have no idea, but maybe they're redshirting a bunch of guys and going the next year too. So Yeah. Alvarez, Alvarez could redshirt. I mean. Yeah. Suriano could redshirt. RBY still has a redshirt. Um, DeSanto yeah, still has a redshirt. Um, Nick Lee has a redshirt. Yeah, I mean, that 33-pound weight class could really clear out in terms Mitchick. of redshirting. We don't know about what Fix is going to, like, have if if the USADA Literally, implications carry over to NCAA. That's a better question. Who, do, who doesn't have a redshirt at 33, man? I feel like they all got one. Yeah, well. well I think the, the best question is who is Michit getting his redshirts from? Because <laughs> he seems to have a tree of red shirts growing in his backyard or something. He's going on the black market and buying them or something. Dude, at this point, there's got to be like it, the ninth year. Like I, <laughs> at this point, like we got to put it in a record book. Like there's got to be its own section now, which hey, is his he, name. And the man took 42 red shirts while in college. Hey, he's gonna be a doctor before it's all said and done, man. For real. Man. That's what I feel like. I've been in freaking school forever, man. I still, I'm, I'm in one semester. I got a few classes left right now that I'm finishing up. Man, yeah. How long have you? How long have you been in? Yeah, because you've been in for a while I was, too. I was. How many years did I? I think I just did six years, but yeah, six years, and now I'm finishing one more, one more here. So seven years of school almost. Two. Dude, I should have freaking redshirted, man. Yeah. Seth's like three years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the whole news with Dayton coming out, um, you know, he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, like you said, I wonder how that affects his college season. That's right? what I was going to ask. Do you, either you guys know if, is it any wrestling competition? Is it USA Wrestling endorsed, NCAA Wrestling? Like, what is this year? So I heard, what I heard was that the NCAA generally kind of, takes whatever USADA says um but I don't think it's like a, a one-size-fits-all thing like I don't think it's oh they said it so you're done I think it's just you know most of the time they recognize that but maybe case-by-case basis kind of yeah deal. I mean regardless he's back in February so I mean if he wanted to he could still wrestle just the big 12s and nationals I mean to be fair if there's a season to do this it, it was this one yeah <laughs> So. Dude, that guy's been in college for a long time too, and he's only had one Dude. season. Yeah, I think he's redshirted twice now. Yeah, you guys realize that if if he took an Olympic this year, right, his sophomore season competing, he would have a degree already from Oklahoma State. Maybe, yeah, if he did it that year, that four if, year. Uh, yeah, if if he kept on track. That's crazy, Same. man. The age to be the age of a senior in your sophomore year. Like that's the, crazy. I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere the other day that he's 21. He's either 20 or 21, but like, yeah, he's man not can, younger than me. I think, yeah. Well, Mickey Phillippe. He might be 20, coming 22. What's so that? So, Mickey Phillippe was a, a year older than me when we got into college. He redshirted that year at UVA, and then he transferred to Pitt. 
and he got another red shirt. And so his freshman year, he was 21 years old. Next year, he's going to be 23, turning 24 as a junior in college. I talked talked to him the other day. We had him on the show with Coach Gavin, and he's super, super good dude. Yeah, Um, very nice kid. Super nice guy. Um, I'm going to have him back on for sure. But he – I asked him about that. I was like, you know, you've had – what two red shirts before you even got to compete like were you ready to compete he's like oh yeah like uh, yeah 100 he wanted to wrestle just, right out of the gates yeah that's what yeah, he said he, he wanted to go right away yeah and then you got you know two years kind of you know not holding it back right because he was part of those decisions but yeah um, he i'm sure he was just busting out of the gate when he got a chance yeah yeah, yeah. he, he got a lot better it really did because uh just to be honest, I don't think he was necessarily on the same level as he is now right away. Well, yeah. Obviously, you know, everyone takes a year or two of development. And so it worked out for him in the best possible way. And, you know, it's good to see him getting success and stuff like that. So Absolutely. He's one of the guys I'm really excited to see at 133, you know, especially yeah. if we have some of these other names that choose to redshirt and we, you know, kind of, yeah, if we don't get the Michich or the Fix or what those guys, like he's a guy that I'm really going to be pulling for, for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Seth, I mean, how's it going to Wisconsin, man? Like what's going on down there with the team? And, uh, uh, I mean, we're, we're slowly getting closer, but not, I mean, not, not a whole lot closer. We can't, our guys aren't lifting yet. Our guys aren't wrestling yet. So that's all shut down. We're trying to, you know, do some stuff off site, but um. So we started school up and we were actually having some in classroom and just a few days ago that got completely shut down and um, we're all completely online now. So I don't know. I mean, I hear, hear good things, hear bad things. I mean, it's just no idea what, what, what could happen, but uh, we're trying, we're getting closer. I think now we're set to, our guys are set to lift in a week and a half from now at the school. So that's a good sign. And then from there, you know, if that goes well and we can keep it under control, then we'll slowly get back into the wrestling room. But yeah, for now it's, we got me me and uh, Trent Hilger competing at beat the streets. And then we'll send a handful of guys to senior nationals to wrestle. And that's basically what we got going on. Trying to stay ready for that. Trying, trying to get as much training in as we can. What about you uh, 23s y'all going to go there too? Yeah. So we're kind of, kind of up in there of how many guys we'll send but we'll probably send a handful of guys there and um so it'll be like some of guys will go to senior nationals some guys yeah will go to 23s yep so yeah yeah probably four or five at senior nationals and then uh probably three or four go to go out to juniors or u23s and then my fiance will actually go to both both the uh, senior nationals and the u23s so um do y'all ha- i know at uva when they like are gonna travel they have to quarantine after the travel are y'all gonna have to do that like if you go to senior nationals come back stay at home so, for two weeks i don't think so i think we did we just get tested every single week oh, okay so that's we, good that's we'll know and then if you right if you get so like we you know we if you, if you get tested positive anyone you live with and you have to like quarantine for two weeks yeah it's kind of crazy so if somebody tests positive that's a student athlete here they'll like take a a van and they'll pick you up throw you have to get a hazmat suit on and they'll like you grab all your luggage and stuff and they'll take you to this like 
little apartment building like off off site and, and the, they'll drop you off there and they bring you food and bring you everything and you're not allowed to leave for two weeks so it's pretty that's intense. crazy yeah so it's pretty intense but yeah, yeah i think that it, as long as you travel and you come back take a test and you test test negative you're, you're good to go but yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird we, we we so we do uh one of the nose ones but you do it yourself so you like go up there and got to do it in both both nostrils and we're working we're working on getting the spit test developed so that we can just do that one because it's a lot quicker to get your results too and um, no one likes the, to be lobotomized <laughs> yeah exactly. so I'm, ho- I'm hoping that pops up sooner than later because i'm getting sick of those uh <laughs> tests dude i got one because we have to get one for beat the streets yeah and usually you like go inside you're like hey here for a covid test and they're like okay come with me they take you you do it so you have time to like mentally prepare yourself because this sucks like I would rather get a shot, anything, <laughs> anything other than this. Yo. And uh, I'm sitting in line and she, some lady comes up to me and goes, stick your head back. And I'm like, huh? Stick your head back. I'm like, okay. They jam it in and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not, ready like, not ready for it at all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, these tests are not fun, that's for sure. And uh, we had these, these Georgians here with us. So Yo. Lotto, Kinshkishvili's here, and then he has a friend. And his friend, he looks like a uh, Tormund from uh, freaking uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> and <laughs> he gets it. They're like, he doesn't know what's coming. He sticks his head back. She like sticks it in and he like grabs her wrist. Like, <laughs> like shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> man that's funny these things suck <laughs> they're terrible uh, so, so so how many guys are out so you said there's a few few georgians out there training yeah we got two two georgians out here so kinshkishvili is dude this guy is like his wrestling iq i have never experienced someone that has a higher one in really? my life like yeah, we wrestled the other day, and it was like we wrestle every day. It's so I'm having more fun training now than I've ever had in my entire life, and yeah, uh, just feel like a kid out there again because he's just like, no, you're doing this wrong. It's like a simple thing, and yeah, and he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So Seth's actually coming to train after the yeah. streets for a week, so he's gonna get to experience the lotto lotto treatment. He's like really nice guy and amazing yeah, I'm excited, in wrestling. Man. Yeah, get in there. Yeah, it's roll gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I was watching after after the match got announced. I went and watched a handful of his stuff, and man, unbelievable! So yeah, he's I'm excited. Amazing. I'm excited for that match, really big time. How yeah, big? How that. big is he now? That's the one thing Dude, I was. He's wondering. like 67 kilo. Is he? So he's he's filled he cuts, out. Yeah, but he. I mean, like he could make 57 day before really sucked out. He's yeah. he was asking me how much I cut, and I was like, I weigh like what 60 64 65 kilo regularly like in shape and he goes how <laughs> like how do you how do you like two hour land how <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so is he, is he you think he'll is he gonna try to make another olympic run here and at what weight 65 yeah 65 two two hour yeah he can't do the two hour at 57 no. stinks man you know like 61 Dude, I, would have been perfect and bro my whole college career i was like man i'm so excited to get done with these one hour weigh-ins once we're done it's the day before i could do what i want me gonna be good and then 
couple years back. They just had to freaking had to change it, man. To be fair, it's only like what a couple times a year, maybe now for you. It don't matter, dude. That just ruins it. Day before weigh-ins are awesome. I know. And just one. So when Kendall wrestled brands, he was telling (laughs) me. He's telling me the other day they had a day before weigh-in, and then he won the open. He beat brands in the open, so he was sitting out. So the next day was the the uh, mini tournament. Downstairs, so he didn't have to do anything. Didn't wrestle then. <laughs> and then the next day, he wrestled in the trial, or in the, the finals. So he had like a whole day and a half, 48 Just hours almost. and freaking getting feeling good. Yeah, dude, he was freaking dude, 10, and, 15 and pounds back bigger. then, bro, they could IV, they could do whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I he hear was all the stories, bro. Like that, that was like, like they have rooms set up at hotels. They'd all just go <laughs> in and be sitting there, I feet up, just getting feeling good. I'd be like, man, could you imagine? Changed, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Wild. besides getting your noses penetrated, how does uh, how's training going for you guys? I know I've seen Jack. You know, I've seen you all the pictures with you know Rivera and RBY and Van Ness, all those guys. And then we've seen Seth with, you know, a lot of, a lot of fighting pictures from you. So, uh, and how's it going for both of you guys? I guess we'll, we'll start off with Jack. Oh, my, like, like I said, you know, I'm training with Lotto right now. I'm having more fun training than I've ever had before. Just kind of getting in there and playing around and learning a lot. Um, just simple things that I thought I was doing right, but I'm doing way wrong and correcting the little things. Cause at this point it's not like, adding anything major to my game just like if I tweak up a few things then then um I'll be very good and you know I'm having a lot of fun I there I'm around so many great minds and uh it's just fun picking all their brains yeah, like the COVID I, test I also yeah. <laughs> yeah I also gotta ask uh when you're up there with all those those guys um Shane Van Ness how how's he holding with uh with the other dudes in the room because he's very good um we were we when i wrote with him he like i'm all freestyle now and he like did like a funk roll and i was like uh so our go was a little weird um because he was like i'd get a leg and you'd dive under and i didn't want to be like hey it's summer man let's go freestyle (laughs) but um he's he was getting ready for who's number one at the time he got injured i guess but uh kid's awesome very excited to see him compete no no i'm not i'm not a guy that hurts people I don't know if, if anybody knows, but Jack got angry that Shane took him down and uh, he broke his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepped That's on exactly it. Exactly what happened. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you, Seth? Uh, it's been it's been interesting, right? I went out to Albuquerque, trained with Real, Pico, a uh, couple other guys out there and got some work in, but that was good. So did some fighting stuff too so that, that was kind of a unique experience um actually got to wrestle there's a dude fighting tonight for the bellator world championships that i rolled with probably five six times named patchy mix so mm. that was cool he, he's getting after it wrestling uh gosh i'm so bad with that other one 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 archuleta yeah there it is one archuleta so that that goes down tonight that'll be fun excited to watch that but that that was good that was probably about a month ago and then i got back and it was actually we were having a tough time here in Madison with the virus and stuff. So really I was barely, you know, I got shut out of a lot of places. So I wasn't doing too much. I was going to take a little bit of time off because I uh, tweaked up uh, my shoulder a little bit out, out, out in Albuquerque. So I was 
took about a week and a half off and then I got a phone call about wrestling at beat the streets and you know they're actually outside of you know wanting to compete and stuff they're one of my favorite organizations just kind of what they do and stuff and that that's one thing that you know I think is really cool in wrestling is giving these kids opportunities and stuff like that so that was that was one of the big reasons and Trent Trent Hilger was going already so I was like heck why not why not get to get out there get 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 wrestling you know at the end of the day, you know, it's one match. I don't need to be in the best tip top shape of my life to go out and wrestle one match. So started training for this and uh, getting my weight down a little bit, getting back in shape. So it's been, it's been interesting, right? It's been, I've been going to a bunch of random little spots out here. Um, JJ's boxing and wrestling is right down the street from me. They've been letting me get in. They're a small little place and been grabbing some guys going there and running and just getting ready for one six minute match. So yeah for sure uh i mean I, I mean that's kind of a good segue into our beat the streets convo so we can go ahead and jump over to that if you guys want sounds yeah. good yeah so um one of you i think jack do you have all the matches pulled up in front of you yeah and uh flow released their odds so i can see yeah, the odds right. too so you want to start from the bottom up sure emily shilson versus felicity taylor is the first one yeah, I think that – so I think Shilson's going to win that one pretty heavily. I think she's the pretty heavy favorite in that. She's a cadet world champion. She's won a few things. She's been, you know, killing at each level. And I think that Felicity's good. She's a little bit bigger. I think she's actually ranked right under my fiancé at her weight. But I think I think it'll be Emily for sure. Yeah, so she's a minus uh, 500 favorite. So okay. – five to one odds is pretty legit you know um i've i've heard of shilson like all the way up and watched her fargo matches because Flo recently posted it and cadet world champ youth olympic games gold um I, i've just heard a lot about her and know that she's like a stud so i think that'll be a fun one to watch just because she's such a rising talent uh in the u.s right now yeah yeah i uh i'm ashamed i i don't know I don't know. Um, I haven't I haven't been able to get into as much women's wrestling as I want to. A lot of stuff at school going on, but uh, but yeah, you guys take that one away, and then uh, I'll jump in when I know somebody. <laughs> All right. So the next one would be me and Vito. Um, I don't know. We can talk about this, I guess. Um, Vito is the minus one eighty-five favorite. Um, I'm plus one twenty. Um, we actually wrestled in the junior world trials in 2017. Yeah. Um, came down to the wire. That match was nuts. Yeah, it was fun. It was, was a fun match. Yeah. I, it was, I think that I watched that one after that one. I was just like, dang, that was crap. I think I watched that three or four times. That one was a fun one. Man, I still swear to you his knee touched at the very end <laughs> of that match. You, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't enough evidence, I guess. But uh, he had one of them, those big red knee pads. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm telling you, the red knee pad touch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so I lost the challenge, lost 9 6. But, um, you know, Vito is, is a stud, uh, just very good feel. Um, a big first period wrestler, too. Um, so I think that plays into my advantage. Uh, I start off a little colder and heat up, but y'all can take yeah. it away. I think, yeah, like, go ahead, Seth. 
No, I was just going to say, yeah, I think I, I think the good, cool thing about your guys' matchup is just you both have so many different ways you can score from so many different positions, and that, that that's what makes it so interesting. And, uh, you know, you chest wraps, freaking throwing people around. I mean, you guys just got so many different ways to, to score that, you know, it's not going to be a boring match anytime you two wrestle. So I think there's some matchups where guys are pretty sound defensively. I think both of you guys are more just, you know, let it fly. Not that you guys don't have defense, but – Right, you know, you guys have a high rate of attack, and and it just makes for an exciting matchup. Yeah, no, I, I mean I'm excited to see you guys wrestle again for sure because um, I think kind of one thing, you know, Jack, you just said it. Maybe you kind of start off a little bit slow, and I think Vito kind of does the same, right? Especially in his his match with Sammy. I mean, Sammy was a lot bigger than him, but like Vito is definitely a guy that kind of like lets it all hang out and isn't afraid to get scored on. You know, like he's going to get scored on. He's going to get taken down, but he's also going to put up a lot of points. So um, I think, and I mean, I think you're very, very similar in that aspect. So I think it would have been a lot of fun just to kind of watch two guys that just like to let it go hang out there and score points. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I'm excited to see you guys wrestle for sure. Yeah. All right. So the next match, uh, Gable Stevenson versus Trent Hilger. Uh, Gable is a minus 1,000 favorite, um, and uh, Hilger's plus 900. Yeah. So they've wrestled probably five times, um, once in freestyle a while back. He tagged, he tagged Hilger, but every match in folk style they've had, Trent's got a little bit closer. I think the last one was, I think I want to say five or six point difference. Um, obviously, I'm going with my boy Trent. Just because that, that's my boy, and he's he's been working this summer. He's been he's been getting big too. I think that that's one thing that's gonna help him a lot. He's probably put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle, which is which is pretty good for a big guy. Um, you're right. He 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 went he won one match against Paris at the World Team Trial Finals last year, and then lost the next two. So he he's got he's got really good freestyle game. Um, obviously Gable's Gable's a freaking monster and one of the one of the guys predicted to you know make the senior world team at a young age and make the olympic team but uh yeah i'm excited for it i think trent trent's gonna be ready he's been preparing for a while and uh yeah it's gonna be gonna be a fun match are they freestyle or folk style they're freestyle yeah man gable's just so good so good especially freestyle like i and it's it's literally zero to do with with Hilger, it's just like I don't know if there's many dudes on the planet that I'm picking over Gable and Freestyle right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just insane. So yeah, I mean I have to go Gable with it. Um, I- I'm very interested to see how it goes though. Um, I know that like you said, Hilger getting bigger, training, and especially when you're training for one guy, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see you know what he brings to the table. Um, I if I yeah, I mean if I'm picking, I'm going to go Gable. Um, and I think it's probably a controlled win, but I, I don't, I don't see a tech or anything. I think that Hilger can keep it closer than people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, another interesting aspect is to this is I think every guy or every every girl or guy you know competing in this is going through a different kind of training situation right now. You know, who knows what Gable's been able to get in versus Trent? Who knows, you know, how good certain people's training are. And I think that that's one thing that's going to play into effect because it, it's crazy. This is one thing I, I was going to bring up earlier, but like we got sent a list of all D1 schools and kind of where they're at with like protocol and stuff. And like 
there's some schools where there is absolutely everything's full go. They're completely, you know, training like normal. And then there's schools like here in Wisconsin where you can't do anything. And I think that, you know, that's going to play a little bit of a difference, right? Then you got schools that are somewhere in between where they're just lifting or wrestling in small pods, but it's crazy how, how it's so much different place to place. And yeah. I think, if there was a time for a crazy match or crazy upset, like this is it. Yeah. Um, that being said, <laughs> I think uh, this is the year that we see a, a new Gable Stevenson. Um, the the jump from underclassmen to upperclassmen. Um, I think we're gonna see just a bad dude. Um, like Jacob said, not a lot of guys. Definitely not in the country. I mean, I think if I look at a list. The only person I pick to give him a tough match is, is Gwiz, and I'll probably pick Gwiz um, right now just because I haven't seen anything. Nothing um, new. Who? Kassar. No, nah, not in freestyle. I got Stevenson in freestyle. It, uh, it's a good match, though. It's a good match. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. That, that, that's a fun one. Um, we're, so we're, we're picking second place, right, because we all know Mason Paris is going to win. Stop. When yeah, I saw okay, Jacob. <laughs> when I saw the tweet that he was like September seventeenth, like beat the streets, let's go. I was like, he's wrestling Paris. We can finally shut <laughs> Jacob up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that be like I think Hilger's a guy that totally gets overlooked because he's just yeah. like one or two steps behind mm -hmm. uh, Stevenson in Paris, and so yeah. I think these odds are a little. Yeah, blown out of proportion. Yeah, um, and he he's another guy that's young, man. People forget how young he is. He, you know, he he was he 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 just had his sophomore season. He still got room to develop and get better. He wasn't as good as these guys coming out of high school, but yeah. he he's made consistent gains each year, and I think he's going to continue to do that. So I think he, he's going to surprise a lot of people, right? His big thing is folk style, right? He can ride the crap out of everybody. He throws legs in for a big guy. He can roll around, so. Freestyle, he has to work on a little bit more and kind of go with things a little bit different. But he he's making a lot of adjustments in freestyle, and I think it's coming along nicely. Yeah, and he, and he has great wins in freestyle. Like Mason Paris is a great yeah. win, um, but it's Gable, and so I'm gonna go Gable pretty handedly here for now. Um, but I'm excited to see it because, like you said, we don't know how how people's training situations are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so the next match is our final women's match. Uh, Victoria Francis versus Alexandra Glaud? Glaud? I don't know how to say her name. Glade. Something like that. That might be it. Um, so Francis won their prior match at the 2019 Senior Nationals, but a scoring fiasco where Glade, I'll go with Glade, I like that, was unaware she was losing a Kurt. Uh, like she was losing when uh, time expired. And Victoria Francis is a slight favorite, minus 140 to minus 115. It's, yeah, this is, this is, I remember that match. I, I don't remember the exact what happened, but it was something weird like that. Like they both thought they were winning at the end, so nobody really tried to do anything or so, something, something weird like that. But yeah, I think this, this is one where I'm kind of up in the air on it. I think it's going to be really close. I think they're going to score a lot of points, and it's going to be a really good matchup. I think that this is a good one to get on this card and feature women's wrestling right here just because they're going to put up a lot of points. And I'm excited. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Francis, I think. 
uh, in a really close match. But, yeah, it could go either way, right? Yeah. I mean, the spread is minus half a point for Victoria Francis. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take her as well just because she's the, the reigning winner of this match. And um, she's a stud as well. Yeah, for sure. Gonna definitely go with her as well. I gotta, I, I, it's hard to see the recent result and then pick against the person that won, right? So, yeah, I'm going to go with her as well. Uh, and like you're saying, I think it's really a great match to have on the card because it's so close, right? And it's going to be such a good match. You know, it's one thing when they when they put, like, you know, one of the, the world champ women's wrestlers with somebody that's kind of, like, up and coming and, you know, they just get beat down. Like, that doesn't really help promote the sport as much if you ask me but if you put two girls out there that are just awesome both awesome and are very very close and we know it's going to be a good match and it's going to um, you know come down to the wire then that's definitely how you you get people more interested so uh, yeah I'm excited to see that one for sure all right so to the co-main we got our boy Seth and Cologne. Cologne is a slight favorite at minus 120. Uh, Seth's plus 100. Um, and the spread is minus one and a half points for Cologne. So you want to give you the Yeah, intro? I'll break it down. So it, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. So I agree. He should be the favorite. And uh, right, he's beat me twice, I think. And on social media, I see people saying, you know, gross all day and stuff. And I don't think they're giving Cologne enough respect, man. This dude's a bronze medalist at the world championships. He's beaten me twice. Um, and I, I think he should be the favorite, man. He, he he had my number every match that we've wrestled. But obviously, I'm going to try to try to trick, try to change that up this time. But yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup. I know I know the spots where I got to avoid and uh you know, not let him get to is, you know, he crushed me on top, right? He gut wrenched me every both matches we wrestled and then he he uh, got a lot of head pinches. So those are those are kind of the things I gotta avoid this time around. But I'm excited for the matchup if I and I think those are a couple if you guys want to watch some fun matches. I think both of them were like one was like eighteen sixteen and one was like sixteen to twelve. And uh yeah, that kind of seems to be my, my theme uh a lot in freestyles, these crazy high matches, and I end up losing, losing close ones. So I'm trying to trying to turn that around this year. But uh, I, I think either way, I think it's going to be a high scoring match. We both we both just kind of let it fly and um, go for points, right? He he's good at scoring in flurries. I'm good at you know getting getting cheap points and scrambles and getting on top and doing some things. So I'm excited for it. I'm just excited to compete again. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, on paper he he's the slight favorite. Obviously, I'm not picking against myself ever, but uh, I think it's gonna be a good match. Yeah. So that's another thing. Vito and I's match is actually a higher over under than Seth and Joe's match, which is only 14 and a half points for Seth. So hammer the over on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hammer the over. Um, but yeah, I think. Man, it's it's kind of a weird contrast in styles. Um, Joe likes to be in the over-under position a lot, whereas Seth is uh, – I mean, you'll wrestle anyone from anywhere, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So kind of to break down how those matches went, they actually both went very similar. Um, honestly, it was me attacking a lot, right? I don't, I don't tie up a ton. I kind of clear ties, get to my stuff, so – Right away, I think on the both matches I shot in, this dude hit head pinched me both times and then spun behind. I think, I think both matches he went up by eight right away, 
And um, then I took him down a few times, kind of stormed back, and same thing. Then he would get get in a position where he scored a bunch more points. And, um, yeah, I, I shoot a lot of low-level shots, and it kind of feeds into the head pinch that he does. He's really comfortable sitting to his butt, squeezing in there, getting that tight and going. And um, so he – I'd say in both matches we wrestled, he really only got to that underhook position one or two times, and that wasn't, that wasn't a position we got in much just because – I like to move a lot. I like to just stay out as ties in general. So I think it's going to be similar, right? We're going to be in a lot of scramble positions. It's going to be, is he going to head pinch me? Am I going to finish my shot? Um, and things like that. And I just got to freaking move on bottom if, if I do happen to get taken down. But I think, yeah, regardless, it's going to be super high scoring match. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you, you guys said it all. I mean, I'm, I'm going with Seth as well. Um, the, you know, last time you guys wrestled, we, we didn't have Seth 100% into freestyle, right? Um, and obviously, with, you know, your recent success, I think that also tips it in your, your favor. I think I'm kind of going back on what I just said a minute ago where I said, oh, you, you kind of got to go with the, the most recent win. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely would, would favor Seth in this match just because of um, the success that you've had recently and um, – I don't know. I mean, either way, it's going to be fun. And like, like Jack said, man, smash that over because uh, there's going to be a lot of points in this one. And that, that really surprises me that, uh, that it's only 14. So. Yeah. I think, man, I, I three years ago is a long time. Um, you hadn't even won your national championship yet. So. Right. I think yeah. it was 2018. Oh, okay. So this right says, after. this says 2017. So my bad. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, times worked against him a little bit. Um, we'll see. I think that's going to be a really fun match. Uh, one of my and favorites it, on this card. And the in interesting thing about it is uh, in the Flow's men's international ranking, and they have me number four and him number seven, which is, and then they have him as a favorite for the matchup. So it's interesting how they, how they did that. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that's definitely that. I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean – Cause he, so the year he got bronze was the year that Nashon beat him, correct? And then Nashon yeah. yeah. got hurt. All right. The main event. He got Yanni Diakamahalas versus Vladimir Kinchkishvili. Yeah. I know that name. <laughs> yeah, what do they got the odds on this one? Minus 125 for Lotto and minus 115 for Yanni. So Lotto's a slight, slight favorite. Um, Kinch is a minus half a point spread, and then 10 and a half is the over-under. Hammer the over. Hammer the over, because there's no way they're scoring under 10 points. So, so Jack, you got to train with, uh, train with this guy. So tell, tell us what you think. I want to hear, hear your perspective on this. Dude, I feel like I got two left feet when I wrestle this guy. <laughs> um, no, he's just uh, – He's very calm and just knows wrestling very well. I think that we're about to see one of the most technical matches ever. Just, dude, the wrestling IQ in this is off the charts. It's like freaking, I don't even know, two smartest guys in the world facing off in like a brain battle, like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, <laughs> let's go. That's how I view this match. You know, the wrestling IQ is insane. They couldn't have picked a better match in terms of, of just style um you know when we were thinking of, of 
like cards. I don't know why this match didn't come to my brain because man, this is this is the one to make. Um, this is the match out of out of any card. Like this is what you want to see. Um, it's worth the watch. Um, I mean, I don't know what we're gonna see. Every time I wrestle Lotto, he hits something different on me, yeah. and um, I know Yanni hasn't hasn't competed in a long time. So I'm sure he's got some new bag of tricks that we're going to see, and it's going to come down to the wire for sure. I'm fanboying a little bit. I'm excited. <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know. I think, like you said, it's going to be a very technical match, and um, I, I just can't really see which way it's going to go. I think the one thing, I think Yanni's probably got to be a little bit bigger than him. Um, I don't know. I guess he said that he's filled out pretty good because he was a 57 guy for a while and that's where he won silver and, and gold medal at the Olympics. But I mean, you're a silver and gold gold medalist at the Olympic championships. You're going to find, you know, you're going to adapt to whatever weight class you're in. So I'm going to favor, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Vlad here and uh, in a, let's go 12, 12, 10 match. I think, yeah, I think I've got, I've got Lotto as well. Um, I don't think weight will be an issue here. I don't, I don't see, like, even if Yanni's a little bigger, I don't see him, like, muscling him uh, just because that's just not how he wrestles. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, I think about 12-10 is going to be one way or another. There's going to be about 20 points on the board. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, y'all. I'm going Yanni. Got to go Yanni. Uh, no, you don't. It's it's super close match. I think you're you're right. Picking uh, picking Lotto. I think that he's definitely favored. Um, he's so good, man. But uh, I don't know. Like, I just Yanni's one of those dudes that I just I, I have a really hard time picking against, right? Um, and, unless no it's unless it's a match with Zane, I feel pretty damn confident picking Yanni, right? When for some reason Zane is is just being kind of the, the thorn in his side, um, that's just kind of always the guy that he seems to have problems with. But um, you know he did lose to McKenna. Um, we saw him lose to Bryce Meredith the first year in college. But honestly, those are the only three dudes we've seen beat him, right? Um, at least since he's been been Yanni, you know, been on the uh, you know college and international circuit. Um, man, I don't know, like. I'm just, I'm going, I'm just kind of in a place where I'm going Yanni until proven otherwise. Right? Hey man, I think, I think I might've just switched up here because the, I was just thinking, you know, beat the streets kind of where Yanni broke on the scene big time, taking out Fajrong. It's in his backyard, right? Right by where he's training. I'm going to go Yanni 12-10. I switched up. I'm going Yanni 12-10. I'm back and forth every second, but I think that, you know, in his backyard getting to, you know, he's got his practice partners there. He's got, it's his environment. And and this is the, this is the event, you know, he's got to have some confidence going into beat the streets after what he did there last year. So I'm going to go him now. I switched up, man. I'm with you on the scoring. Like, I think no matter what, I think whoever wins, it's going to be like a late takedown that seals the match. I think it's going to be, you know, two, one, two, three point match. Um, and but definitely going to be going to be a lot of points, but it's going to be decided by a takedown in the end. Yeah, I still got Lotto. Um, 
We'll see. I think if there's 20 or more points on the board, I think it's going to be Yanni just because of just who we yeah, are as a country. When's the last, when's the last <laughs> time Lotto's given up more than 10 points? Yeah, yeah I think that there will be about 15, and Lotto will win a very tight one. Um, he's not a guy that gets tired either. So I think, I think I'm just going to stick with Lotto. Um, but man, I'll probably, I could regret it for sure because Yanni, Yanni's Yanni, you know? Yeah. Well, also, uh, Eminem smashed Lotto in the uh, rap battles in eight miles. So, uh, I'm definitely going to go with Yanni on that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm using my, my, for my pick. Um, it's an awesome movie, man. Awesome movie. <sighs> but what do we got next? So we, we just, I mean, that's all beat the streets, right? Yeah, that's the card. Yeah, awesome, man. I'm, I'm looking September forward 17th. to it. Do you know what time we start at, Jack? 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to so, be cold. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. It was like 50-something degrees this morning, man. Oh my <laughs> hey, we're going to have to be going live before our matches, dude. Heck, yeah. You guys know where it's at? I do, but it's undisclosed. So ah, yeah, I mean, sorry, they, they didn't tell me to undisclose. So I mean, I don't know the exact, but outdoors somewhere, kind of overlooking through the. It's pretty sweet. River, so yeah, sounds, pretty sounds sweet. like a cool spot. Pretty cool. Uh, well, we uh, we got another big event to talk about, and uh, I, man, first I don't know it, what you guys want to talk about it. I don't know how much you guys want to talk about it specifically, but uh, I think there's definitely something to be said for the NLWC picking to host their event on Rockfin, right? Like, Yeah, no doubt. That was a big statement. And, I mean, they had to have known that before they came out with it, right? So um, what were you guys' initial thoughts, like not even on the wrestling, but just on the fact that it's coming out on Rockfin? I'm a big fan of competition. I'm an econ major. I know that it helps the market. Let's get more more providers in there. And uh, I love flow wrestling, but I think the more competition, the better. Get some good prices in there, maybe some competitive prices in there. Um, and I mean, this sport's blue collar. So if it has to lower the prices, then it's good for the, the consumer. Um, I'll nerd out on you a little bit, or adjust my glasses. There you go. Um, <laughs> But I think it's big. I think it's big. More the more competition, the better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I didn't think too much about too much about it yet. But yeah, I agree. I think that competition only gonna you know. I think that Flow Wrestling does a great job. But you know now now to have somebody to kind of compete with, right? They're gonna have to start looking more at the consumer side of things and working on that aspect of things. And I think this will push them to do better. And Ropefin's gonna keep stepping it up and. I think it's good to have another place emerging into the wrestling field like this and trying to try to make some noise because I feel like for a while a lot of people were kind of kind of nervous to go go head to head with Flow and try to cause some commotion. So, bro, <laughs> Rokefin? Did you just say Rokefin? What did I say? Rokefin. <laughs> what I, what is it? Rockfin, man. Rockfin. Rokefin, Rockfin, my bad, dude. I got the best balls there. Oh, <laughs> Come God. on. I think Jacob and I like looked at each other. We're like, did he just say that? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
Hey, beats me, dude. I ain't heard it out loud yet. That's, no. how, that's how much I know about it. So, it's, that, a, it's a confusing website. Like, isn't it R-O-K-F-I-N? Man, yeah. that sounds right yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I would suggest getting on it. Um, <laughs> they don't say the name on the it, website. bro. Come on. I, I mean, I'm talking to everyone. that says pronunciation, dude. <laughs> I need that type of thing in my life. <laughs> wow. Um, man let's, let's cut that clip out of here <laughs> jack no that's gonna be the intro clip we're gonna we're gonna put that on there to get people to listen to it we're, pick, we're picking that one out jack. the headline is gonna be will seth ever pronounce rockfin correctly rockfin rockfin all right i'm good i'm good now never again yeah well no i think the, the funny part of it, it's not even the worst i've heard right so i don't know if you guys have followed the the willie trials you know everything going on with willie but I've actually watched the the court case when it comes out, right? I don't know. It's kind of like, it's. I mean, it's like real TV, you know? Like you watch like all these court case dramas, but like now we got like a dude that we follow. It's insane. But uh, yeah, I saw uh, a little bit of the Karen drama. No, uh, my wife thinks I'm crazy because like they're like three, four hour long court cases, and I'm just sitting there the whole time, just like glued to it. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Well, it's like a learning experience, you know? Because like I actually know like, you know, Willie and wrestling. Like I know the backgrounds to things so like I, I can actually learn some court stuff i don't know yeah. but uh it uh the judge in there the entire time calls it rothkin so she mine wasn't quite as bad as that not now that doesn't, makes me feel not as bad the entire Rothkin. case and she's the judge so everybody <laughs> every time she says it you can see everybody in the meeting like did she really not just say that? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, even Floriani's on there and he won't even correct Same. her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. But, uh, Jack, we interrupt you. What were you saying? I lost my train of thought. I don't know, man. But that, oh, I mean, wow. that mustache, man, it like people, if you're not watching this on video, you need to watch because, I mean, it looks like you have two majestic uh, caterpillars <laughs> slithering under your nose. <laughs> I wake up every morning and I recite the uh, the I'm a man song from uh, Spongebob, the Spongebob oh my movie. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That'll God. an extra centimeter. Yeah, dude, come on. Um, yeah, but no, what, uh, <laughs> I, I think what Jack was getting at was uh, Roke, Finn, Rothkin, whatever the hell you want to call it, I guess. Um, no, you don't get to call it whatever. It's Rockfin. <laughs> Rockfin. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you got the, the Nitty Line Wrestling event coming up. So, uh, you know, go head over to Rockfin. You can get a free account. So uh, get a free account, go in, just see all the cool stuff. And then, um, you know, you can obviously pay for the event later. But uh, I think uh, definitely get on there and, and peruse around a little bit. And then also when you get the, when you pay to get on Rockfin and you get the, the event, um, you will have a premium account for everybody. So at that point, you have it for a month check it out see what other stuff's on there it's a bunch of good stuff um not just wrestling either like yeah. mma football all, all sorts of stuff so. there's a lot of politics on there too uh floriani likes some politics so uh stay I, I away stay from that stay yeah. away from that i stay it's, off that it's one cancerous man I, I don't even know what's going on in politics i got off twitter <laughs> and facebook man instagram's got no politics <laughs> yeah. except for no, nah, never mind. <laughs> no, people like bring it up all the time. No like, we had, politics. We had family over and, you know, they brought up like something and they're like, oh, what do you think of this? I'm like, 
honestly, I don't care. I don't pay attention. It's just, it's oh, all awful. Dude. Like, it just sucks. I don't, I don't want to think about it. My um, parents came up for a week and I, I like opened the door, you know, like you, you put the, the guard on and open it. Like, so it only goes a few like inches and I go, no Fox news, no <laughs> CNN <laughs> or you're not allowed. And they're like, okay. And I like close the door, open <laughs> it, let them in. <laughs> if awesome. you want news, go outside. Like I'm yeah. not, in it. not in here. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, man. But, uh, Dude. I think I think the neat thing neat thing about Rockfin too is I think that this is going to be a way in the future for RTCs to kind of you know build a platform have their have people support them in a different type of way where they're getting you know getting some some uh, some value out of it versus you know just sending in donations doing this doing that I think it's 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 going to be I think it's going to revolutionize a lot of things and I think the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club kind of jump started it and I think oh, yeah. now you're going to see. You're gonna see other RTCs getting on board on the rock, rock, Rockfin platform. We got them. We got it. <laughs> there we go. And um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited for it. And I like how you know it's it's the monthly thing, right? You don't have to you don't have to you know pay a year up front and and do all yeah. that. So I think I think it's a a different way of going about it, and I think it's gonna be very successful. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, I think I'm, it's I'm, cool too awesome. that you know people get that like they get to actually put it on their own account too right like they don't have to i don't i mean i i know nothing about what it's like to have you know uh flow come out and like you know interviews and camera crew like what i don't know what it all is about but it seems like it probably might be a little bit simpler for them right just to have you know one of their own guys probably recording the event and streaming it to rock fan like that pretty much seems like the extent of it you know um but uh another thing real quick i don't know if 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 it had anything to do with it, but obviously you guys saw the, the Penn state documentary that came out on flow uh, this summer, right? The three part documentary. I never watched it, but I saw that it came out. Okay. So I, I didn't even think about it until I saw people say it on social media. But like, um, if you think back to it, it was a three part documentary, right? All about the success of Penn state. Um, there wasn't a single interview in it, like current, like it was all like interviews that flow had kind of like dug up that they had like Matt side, you know, and stuff like that, but they didn't bring any of the, like not a single Penn state guy in to like talk about the documentary. Right. Um, it was just all kind of like stuff they already had and they just kind of talked about it, which yeah. I mean, was, super, I actually did see that. I did see that. I mean, to, to me as a fan, like it, it was still a great documentary. I mean, I watched the whole thing. It was cool to watch. Right. Um, but some people were saying, you know, maybe that was the catalyst to, a to the NLWC going on Rockfin that maybe, you know, like they didn't even have a say in their own documentary that came out kind of deal. I mean, yeah, I think, and I think, yeah, I think it kind of goes against them putting that out. That kind of goes against, you know, Penn State's thing is like, it's kind of hard to get a hold of. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. They're kind of mysterious and, uh, right, you don't see a lot of interviews. You don't see a lot of content from them, right? It feels like almost like you have to be a part of the program to get that inside look at things. I think that's, a huge selling point for them. So I think that flow going out and putting, you know, all this inside looks and everything about Penn's, the Penn state program might've rubbed them the wrong way when they're building their brand kind of in different directions. So I think that that definitely could have something to do with it. Yeah. Well, in Austin, I actually had a quick conversation with Kale and I was like, I was like, this event's awesome. And he was like, yeah, like really cool idea. Uh, they should definitely keep it going or like, we should definitely keep it going. And I was like, yeah, I hope Flow does really well or something so they can do another one. He goes, well, it doesn't have to be on Flow. 
And he said something like that. And I was like, yeah, something was in the works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, if that's the case, then that was that, I mean, I guess the, I guess the flow documentary was probably out by then. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be, cause then you got, you still got wrestling underground doing it on the UFC fight pass too. And you got, it's, it's cool, man. I think that all this stuff is just going to bring, bring wrestling up and uh, you know, the big 10 has been covering wrestling a whole lot more and, it kind of got shut down a little bit with the coronavirus and stuff, but they're planning on doing a lot more inside coverage, like the Big Ten itself, to put out there on the sport of wrestling, which once things get going back to normal, I think that's going to be cool. Cool to see a lot of that stuff, actually, you know, interviews, you know, guys sitting down, you know, on Big Ten on TV that you can tune in at 9 a.m. So I think that's going to be really cool to see. And, and, you know, the numbers are proven that there is interest, right? The average viewership on on the Big Ten matches last year was 160,000 per match, right? Which is, mm-hmm. which is, which is great. It was the third highest viewed sport on the Big Ten network. So I think that people are starting to see its value and that people will pay to watch wrestling, that we do have a fan base. And I think that that it's heading in the right direction. I think that there's going to start being a lot more things going on in the sport. Well, that's, that's yeah, a great adapting. Thing. Good. I was just saying we're adapting to the times and I think that we're going to actually come out of this better. Um, because like right now, freestyles, like we said, like two or three tournaments, but what if, what if some, like a league happens, you know, and like you actually are part of your club as like a, almost like a, like a MMA sort of thing, you know, what if we got into that sort of business? I think that's sick. Yeah, and so, like, my kind of thought process is this whole RTCs wrestling each other and stuff like that, like, RTCs should be doing it themselves because this is another way for them to raise funds, right, for their athletes and put on, you know, things for – instead of having an outside place come in and run the show and them get most of the money, right, the RTCs are the ones that are going to benefit from these events. So I think that, you know, I've heard talks of – I don't know the details, but another one going on in the Minnesota area where – a lot of it goes to RTC out there and they're teaming up with track and different things like that. So I think it's going to be a thing. And I think that this will help make RTCs a lot more sustainable, right? They can bring in their own revenue. They can, you know, and it'll be easy because right. Say Wisconsin wanted to wrestle Penn state. We sent, or they sent five guys here. We put on a little show and we said, you know, things like that. And I think that it's going to be sustainable, man. I think that because the way that, that you run it through an RCC, you're actually getting fan bases now, right? When you just run these like like these events where there's not really – it's like more of an all-star event where you don't have a team to kind of get behind. It's a little different versus, right, Michigan and Penn State are kind of wrestling. You're going to get the whole Michigan fan base. You're going to get the whole Penn State fan base. And it's a way to directly support your RTC while doing so. So and, and like – Alex Daringer isn't a Michigan guy, so he's also Oklahoma State. So you get some Oklahoma State fans in there. David yeah. McFadden's not just a Penn guy; he's Virginia Tech. Yep. Um, and then Mike Macavello, like you get some NC State fans. You get a ton of different fans. Like I think, I think it's a this is so awesome, revolutionary, almost like throwing in. It doesn't feel like a dual meet per se, but it it, it feels like a car. It feels yeah. like like okay UFC like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of UFC. I think that that is awesome. Like what if one day we had belts and stuff like, yeah, that'd be so sweet. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the one thing that is get, that flow does really well, that's going to be hard for 
other other places to match right now is just the promotional stuff. That was that was one of the coolest things about the Flow event was all the promo videos they made, all the hype up videos and things yeah. like that. So I think that's the one thing, right, that that people I think should start investing in when they run an event is getting guys out there to shoot videos of these guys are traveling around, which easier said than done. But I think that's that's the one thing that's going to help these events get to kind of the next level versus just a few graphics here and there on social media. But I, yeah. either way, it's going to be unbelievable. People tune in to watch these guys. I think the great thing about Rockfin is that it feels like a social media like yeah. platform. Like it doesn't feel like uh, like a flow website. It feels like an Instagram or yeah. Twitter. And um, you go on there and you follow people and you like see what they have to say. And it, it doesn't feel um, like a website. Like you just pull it up on your phone and, and like how, how yeah. many hours do people spend mindlessly going on social media all the time? If, if that gets... Uh, like added then it's gonna be perfect yeah, yeah. well like you said like it, exactly like it's a different feel and like i i'm not like oh rockfin versus flow because i have both right and i'm going to continue to have both because they're you know both necessary to have for every wrestling fan i feel but like you know it's cheaper than flow and i feel like like you said it's almost like a social media where like you don't have just whatever this one narrow thing flow's doing is you have like yeah, I think there's 49 different uh, people, uh, different creators for just wrestling, right? So just wrestling, there's like 48, 49 different people that are creating content and they're all pumping out at different levels. Like you can watch podcasts, videos, articles, like rankings, like whatever. And it's just all over the place too, right? It's not just, oh, we're, we're only focusing on Penn State right now or we're, we're the majority Big Ten or like whatever. Like it's everywhere. I mean, I saw like Oregon... Oregon wrestling is one of the ones on there like high school Oregon like that's something I never would have saw right you know I think it's just kind of cool there's a bunch of different stuff absolutely absolutely but and uh, yeah it's it's great stuff it's, it's really cool really cool website everyone should go check it out um and and help out uh you know the NLWC go go subscribe go get the get the match now and then go look at all the premium content like like jacob said for sure jack do you have a poster of yourself behind you that was my senior gift so that's why i'm over here today because i kind of wanted that in my background isn't that sweet hey yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like it's in it. my background uh, and then and then i have like a roommate right now my my buddy from keating's living with me right now yeah um our 57 65 who knows where he's gonna go uh, guy um, he's living with me training up here um, and so I didn't want him in the picture so I scooted over yeah <laughs> cut his cut him out um, yeah yeah but uh so do you guys Jack were you able to find like a list of who's wrestling yeah I got it right here but Sick. I know that Chinzo got a match Chinzo's wrestling Valamont Okay, and then has Bexod, Malik, Amin, or Dominic Abinader gotten a match yet? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, one, so one thing, sorry, right before we get into the matches, I think uh, Seth said something that, that I thought was really great that I want to just hit on for one second. Like you said, I, I think that uh, this this format, they're doing it, right, where it's like Nitty Line Wrestling Club versus uh, Michigan uh, or uh, Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. I think that that's really awesome, right? Jack kind of hit on how – not only does 
is it those two teams, but it pulls from everywhere else. But me personally, like I really, really, I think that's the thing that these pro cards were kind of missing is the like fan aspect of like, I can get behind a team. Right. Cause when I think about this event right now, I a hundred percent think this is Penn state versus Michigan. Right. Yeah. Like I, I know, I know that all these guys came from a lot of different places. I know that. Right. Yeah. But I can get behind it and be like, you know, I, like I really like what Michigan's doing over there. Right. I love what Penn state does. Maybe I want to pull for one of them, you know, like, I think it's really cool. So uh, yeah, sorry. That, that's kind of, yeah, that was kind of my thought process too. It's just, it's, it's more personal, man. It's more, you feel a part of it versus like wrestling underground. It's a bunch of, you know, it's not, not a team, right? There's a bunch of guys from different places and, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe you're not, that wasn't your favorite guy on the team versus you have five guys on the same team. Now it's, you know, now I'm really supporting them. Yeah, so and think, that's, that's what gets you invested in the entire match, right? Yeah, the entire yeah. match, because like, like you're saying for wrestling underground, there were several matches on that card that I didn't specifically have a whole lot of interest in. So like when they were on, I'm, yeah, I'm going to the bathroom or like, I'm, you know, yeah, exactly. getting a drink or whatever. Right. But if it is Michigan versus Penn State, then I'm like blue to the TV. I'm like, even if I don't know these two dudes, like maybe I have a vested interest in Michigan winning, you know? And so I'm like pulling for this Michigan dude. Um, I know it's Cliff King Wrestling Club, right? You know, yeah. we, and I even I even brainstormed kind of on how, how cool ways to go about it is would be like, you know, depending on how big certain RTCs are, but do, you know, five, seven, seven matches and actually make it a score thing. Just be, you know, whoever wins the most matches from each team is the winner of the event you know things like that i think help a lot as far as you know people being there for the entire match and cheering cheering on a team and stuff and and maybe you can have like two all-stars on on your team or something where you can bring guys in from other rtcs things like that and still have that that matchup i think i think there's a lot you can do with it i think that you need that aspect of it to really see it to the next level yeah well, i chatted with a couple of couple of the guys around here around you know ACC coaches actually that uh I was like hey would you guys ever want to want to do something like this for for your RTCs right because like I know you know even these COVID times are hard right but um for me personally like you know Duke Carolina NC State are all right here like they could easily throw on some kind of a you know NC State North Carolina yeah RTC duel right I don't know how many guys they have and how well that would match up the only um, RTC there that really has a full lineup or close to one is the Wolfpack RTC. But I mean, um, UNC, you could get Jordan Oliver out there. You could get, uh, you can get Tony Ramos to wrestle on a match. You could, you could throw a few guys together. You NATO, know? I think yeah. NATO is considered NATO's... Tar Heel wrestling yeah. club. Um, so he's, yeah. Is that correct? He's training with those guys. He's kind of training all over the place. Okay. He's kind of training all over. And I talked to him. I, that was actually my first interview on my Matt Geeks channel is, um, you know, he's, he came down and he is a hundred percent invested in coaching. Cause I asked him about competing. I said, you know, what do you want to do? Like, are you going to kind of try to balance both? He said, I'm giving it my all for the Olympics and then I'm coaching. Like I'm done. Um, Cause he really wants to like, he, he doesn't want to have to split his time as much. He wants to just focus. Um, but he said, while he's down here, yeah, he's going to be training at all of them. Um, he's, he's definitely, you know, a, the Duke, a Duke guy, right? So I think when, you know, when he wears a single, it'll probably have, you know, something to do with Duke on it. But, uh, you know, the, that's the cool thing about those three RTCs too. They, they really do work together and those guys are always wrestling with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool to see like 
I, I mean, I don't know. I, being in a young age, there's a lot of stories about high school coaches not letting their club, like their guys go to clubs because they have too much pride or whatever, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. My coach was awesome, but like I had a lot of friends that wouldn't be allowed to go to club practices because they wanted their high, like their high school coaches had too much pride. When you get to the club level, like what we're, we're at now, there is no pride at all. It's like, hey, you want to come train? Yeah, let's do it, man. And like, like, like Seth's going to come and train for a week. I mean, we could wrestle anytime, you know? Um, but there's like no pride involved. And it's just like everyone's trying to get better. And I think it's a really, really good turning point in the United States uh, wrestling. Um, because all the guys in Dagestan, they all train together. They're working with each other every day, every morning, afternoon, whatever, you know, they're all together. And uh, I think the iron sharpens iron. And exactly. even, e even though like it might hurt our like match or whatever, like Seth and I are only going to get better from training with each other. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I think the cool thing, like you're saying is, is not only you guys though, right? So not only can oh, you guys reach out. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but not even you specifically, like, not only can wrestlers reach out to each other and like, kind of, you know, find a place and, and wrestle and get better. Um, but the coaches are also into it, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. I think that's the key. It, it, because um, I didn't talk to him specifically, but uh, on the Ward Wrestling Live show, if you haven't shout out, if you haven't heard of it, go check it out. Uh, Dan's doing a bunch of great stuff over there. He's an awesome guy. Uh, but he had uh, Glenn Lanham, the Duke coach on uh, yesterday. And uh he talked about this specific thing a little bit with these guys going back and forth between the RTCs. And um, he even mentioned like, you know, him and Coleman and pop, like we'll call each other up and talk to each other about like, Hey, like, you know, this is going on. Like you guys want to get these dudes together to wrestle. But like, it's, I mean, they're working together as well. Right. It's not, it's not just like NATO, you know, secretly messages Jordan Oliver and is like, Hey, can I come train with you? Like these guys are all on board, you know? No doubt. And I think, I think what this does is at the end of the day, whoever emerges at each spot, spot from the U.S. is just going to be so much better because of this, right? Because you got, like, like Jack said, iron sharpens iron. And at the end of the day, it's going to give the U.S. the opportunity to put the very best version of somebody out there on the mat. So No doubt. Yeah. Um, well, y'all want to wanna get onto these, into these matches? Yeah. yeah. Got a Let's lot of it. them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And, uh, dude, I – the freaking main event is so awesome. Yeah, we'll get, I, we'll I think we last. should. That's gonna... <laughs> yeah, we'll get there last. I'm, I'm staring at it on my feet over here. And it like, for one, the, the graphic is so damn cool. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited for that one. Okay. Um, like the dream matchup that I didn't even know I wanted. Yeah, honestly, like, right? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Um. I'm going to, I'm going to start shame, shame on me. I don't really know these girls too well. So I'm going to let like Seth take it away. Uh, assuming Jacob doesn't know anything either. And we're not in the, we're in the same boat, but uh, Jane Valencia versus uh, Lauren Louvre. Yep. Lou, I don't know how to pronounce her name. So she's, she's been, so I know both uh, Rana's wrestled with Valencia, my fiance. And then Lauren was actually here training. Um, couple times this year she's trained she trained out with the Hawkeyes a bit um she's kind of been all over training and stuff 
I think Lauren, Lauren's got to be the favorite in this matchup. Um, she's older. She's got, I think Valencia is a little bit younger. I want to say Valencia is I'm pretty sure she's an international or she came here from somewhere to wrestle um, train at the Penn State Wrestling Club. I can't remember where she wrestled before that, but Rana's, she's been in a lot of Rana's brackets, so it's right around that weight class. So, But I'd say Lauren's a little bit of a favorite in this matchup, and so that's, I guess that's, that's what I got to say on it. All right, next is Jennifer Page versus Desiree Zavala. So I do not know Jennifer Page, to be honest. Um, hey, my, my fiance just jumped. Rana, who is Jennifer Page? Who's Jennifer Page? She's wrestling your friend Desiree. Who's gonna win? Never mind. She's you just, gonna, she's you just said your friend Desiree, so you really think she's yeah, gonna pick against Desiree, friend? Sure. Yeah. So 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 Ronna, <laughs> Ronna, Ronna went to Grace Harbor out in Washington with Desiree for a bit. I think Desiree might have got second place at WCWA. I don't know much about Jennifer Page, but so I guess we'll go Desiree. All right. Who do, who do we say Jen, Chenzo was wrestling? Sorry. Let's Dan Valmont. Dan Valmont. Okay, let's do that one next. I think Chenzo. I think I got Chenzo. Dan Valmont's really good. Got the experience factor for sure. But um, and I, but I, I don't know. When's the last time we've seen Chenzo freestyle? Did he go to senior nationals? I think the last time we saw him was when he wrestled Nolf at uh, Bill Farrell. Bill Farrell. Yep, that was it. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's Chinzo. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be Chinzo. Um, I mean, yeah, Valmont's good, but he's definitely getting up there in age. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to favor Chinzo in that one. I mean, he looked good when we saw him in freestyle up until he hit Nolf. And then, you know, a lot of people get Nolfed. <laughs> it happens. All right. Nick Nevels versus Jordan Wood. That's a this good match. Good. That's a this good one's match. very good. Yeah. This is one of the more even ones. Well, people though. forget that Jordan Wood is what a junior world champion or a cadet. He was on I, so I was on a world team with cadet world team with him, but I don't know what he did was, after that. But he, he's solid in freestyle, man. I think he, I think I'll go with Jordan just based on his more more freestyle experience versus Neville's, but I think it's gonna be a really good match. Yeah, I think I've got Jordan as well. Yeah, um, I mean, unless Mason Paris decides to jump in, I'm going to go with Jordan Wood. Um, <laughs> I think Jordan Wood would give Mason Paris all he's got. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be a very, very close match. Okay, hold up. I I'm, I'm looking up Jordan Wood over here because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sure that he won a world title at one level. I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty I know sure. he's made multiple teams. I know he's made a lot of teams, too. Maybe it's just team. Okay. Okay, anyways, either way, I, I got to show you this picture. So if you're not watching this, then I'm sorry. This sucks. But um, but I just looked him up on the, the Lehigh website. Uh, <laughs> dude, that man has four kids, a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the assistant coach. There's no way in hell that is a senior wrestling for Lehigh. Dude, he's a really good dude, too. Like, very nice. Yeah. That, that is – T tell me that man's younger than 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, he's good, man. I just, that picture caught me off guard. I didn't, I didn't realize he's a, I don't think, I don't think I've like seen him with short hair like that. Usually he's got longer hair. 
Yeah. Man. Now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, well, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess he did like the bench warmers thing when he came into college and like handed him a piece of paper with a 20 with like <laughs> crayon on it said, I am 12. <laughs> yeah, if it um, worked. Um, yeah, no, he's a, ah, man, it's just killing me. But um, yeah, y'all keep going. I, I'm going to pick Jordan Wood as well. All right, Kirk Bliet versus Yusuf Hamida. How big is you? What weight did Yusuf Amita wrestle at? Heavyweight. He was heavyweight. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got silver at U23s when I was on a team with him. Dang, this could be a really good match, too. I've got Kirk Bliet, but I think that people are going to overlook Yusuf a lot, and I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls out a win here. Okay, real quick. That's a really good match. Wood, Wood was a uh, 2014 Cadet World Silver. So That was the second. team I was on. Okay. I don't know, for some reason, Jeez, I thought, thought he won, ago. but he was one place off, I guess. Shame that was pretty me. good. No, that was that was very good. And Thank Seth you. was on the team and didn't know. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> Forget. Well, but, as long uh, as you can pronounce Wood, we're good. Yeah. Wood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll go with – I'll go with Kirk Levy. I think his athleticism, man, is just on another level. I think he's a guy who can can really develop into a guy that can compete with Gable and wrestle a lot like Gable. So I'll go with Kirk Levy. Now that's that's one that I don't. I'm not giving you you crap right here, Seth. But like, I don't know how how is what's the proper pronunciation? I like, said Kirk I, I Yeah, Kirk I've heard Bliet. it all over the place, and like I. I don't know. I grew up with so it's funny though. This so he's he's a Minnesota boy. He wrestled for Simley, and this dude was like when I was when I was in high school. He was like a little one hundred three pounder man. It is funny to see how much. This <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, I mean I was a lot older than him, so he was probably at. That's eight, that's like uh that's like Zahid. Yeah. You so know? when you look back at Zahid's high school career, he was one hundred three at one point or one hundred six. God, that guy got huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know how to say it. I'm going with Greg. Um, that's his first name, so we're going to say Greg. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Greg in that one. I, I think that, I, I don't know, he's just so uber talented. At the things that we've seen him do in freestyle. I mean, he was the guy last year that, was it him or Brooks that was wrestling freestyle last summer with a torn ACL? I would him. Yeah. I think it was him and they like asked him about it if he was going to get it fixed and he was like nope just going to work out and build the muscles up it's all yeah, good yeah I think I remember that now yep yeah uh, yep. so I mean bad dude right there um, yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to see him in a Penn State singlet so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the nod who else we got Gilman Cruz rematch of the 2017 NCAA semifinals Ooh, dude I didn't even know that was on there yeah, I. It's it hasn't been close in freestyle. It's killing. Yeah, I mean, cool mashup. I think that they're, the cool storyline there, obviously being a national championship match, but I think Gilman has really developed into a really good freestyle wrestler. Whereas Cruz, his style didn't quite convert quite as well as Gilman's did. I think it's weird how that like that storyline holds. You know, because like Jack said, like these guys have wrestled several times since then and Gilman's kind of beat him down. But still, every time we hear that match, it's like, oh, we get to see that one again. 
You know, I it's don't know weird. if Darian scored on him since they wrestled three times because they wrestled. They were the eight and nine seed at the trials that year, and Gilman teched him. Yeah. And then they wrestled 2019 senior world team trials, best two out of three, and Gilman beat him bad both times. Yeah. I, and I love Darian. I think he's a really good dude. I think that oh, he, no may doubt. Not, yeah. he may not be quite as invested in – you know, he's got a family just starting, man. His wife, I think his wife's pregnant now. He's gotten married. He's got a lot of things. So, I mean – to me, maybe you know he's got he's got a lot of things going on and he hasn't been maybe fully invested in training quite as much as he was in college. I think that's where you see a lot of you know when people aren't in that everyday college crying that you know it kind of goes like that. So it, it, I mean, like I said, he's a great dude. Maybe maybe that could be something to do with it. Yeah, um, I will say you know that match though, you know, in all of my time watching wrestling, that was like the match that hurt my heart the most. I don't know. Just I, I hated seeing uh, seeing Gilman lose right there. I mean, obviously, you know, I was a big Hawkeye fan. I mean, still am, but like uh, that one definitely hurt my heart. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me in this match is just what are we going to see out of Gilman after training at uh, Penn State, right? So like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like what are what we going to see? What's going to be different? Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm excited excited about. I think that it's. I hate saying it that way, but it's almost a foregone conclusion for me that Gilman's going to win the match. Um, it's just how, what's going to happen? What's going to be different? You know, what are we going to see out of him? Is he going to look different? Is he going to look the same? That's, that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. All right. Next one, Zane versus Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Not a bad matchup. I mean, I was on, what's Pantaleo. that? Pantaleo. Yes. My bad. <laughs> just but look, yeah, so look at he, how both of you guys, like when you look at a word, just sound it out. Pantaleo. It looks like that too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm on team Seth. Seth, say road <laughs> fan all you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, That's funny. Yeah, it, it's insane. Um, so... It's going to be, I think, a lot closer of a match in freestyle than it was when they wrestle in, if they wrestle in folk styles, because, right, obviously Zane's not going to have as many opportunities to just sit on top, get those turns all day. I think um, Pantelio, is that we're going with? There you go. All right, I think that he can can sneak a couple early takedowns. I think that Zane's pace is going to win the match for him, but I I think that the first, first period is going to be competitive. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I agree. I, I think that, that, it, that it'll, it'll hold a lot closer than people think. Um, but I, I think it'll be, um, you know, kind of a, a, one of those controlled, but closer scores, you know, yeah. win for Zane, right. It might be a, a four to two or three to two or something like that. But, you know, Zane kind of like, it was never in question that Zane was going to win. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of think back to the matches of Nulls versus – I'm just going to say Alec from now on, <laughs> wrestling. But uh, I think they were all very close, and then Zane, Zane would kind of – or Nulls would kind of take over at the end of the matches. And, but I, is, would you say that he's a lot bigger than Zane? I mean, what weight has he been wrestling at? Isn't he a 70 
70 kilo guy, 74. He's definitely 70. I don't know if he's going up or down. So, I mean, that's another thing. And he, he's a dude that's freaking strong as an ox. Like, yeah. One of the strongest dudes I've ever I've rolled. He was on my junior world team. He's one of the strongest dudes I've ever rolled with. Does he have a, does he have a good head pinch? That's what I'm, that? I'm thinking. Who head does? Pantelio, does he have a good head pinch is what I'm worried about. Is You're talking about, yeah, he's definitely bigger. I don't know how much bigger, but he's definitely bigger. And like you said, one of those guys is kind of known to be uber strong. Um, so I think that's really the only place I'd be worried. Um, and so he was – and he really didn't have a ton of freestyle experience, right? I think the when he made the junior world team, that was one of his first few freestyle tournaments. So it'll be interesting to see if – He's developed his freestyle game, so I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I think this is one that, that I can get up for for sure. This is uh, Pantaleo is a guy who um, he made a U23 team and he he did some damage there, uh, won a couple matches, and um, he's definitely got freestyle skills. Um, we'll just see how it holds up against the uh, the former world team member. Yep. All right, Noel versus McFadden. This is my second favorite match on the card, I think. Um, I think McFadden's very good at freestyle, and I think he's going to have a size advantage over Noel. Um, yeah. And I, I think that he looked really good against Tommy Gant. And uh, I've seen him train against, like, Frankie, and he's, uh, he's very tough. He's got a lot of freestyle skills, so – depending on what weight this is at, um, because there's no weight classes announced, they might not even be doing weigh-ins. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just figure it out with the guy you're wrestling, what you guys want to weigh in at. Yeah, so I think that this could be a big weight advantage. Um, but then again, it's Jason Nolf. So, I mean, I think I'm slightly Nolf, but I think don't be surprised if, if it's a, a close one- or two-point match. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think I uh, – Slightly Nolf, but I think that it's going to be a really good match. And I think that David, David McFadden's been kind of one of those underlooked guys who's always been really good and consistent and just hasn't really been, you know, beat the very best guys, but he's right there with them. So I think, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I, I was really impressed with McFadden, you know, coming in super late uh, against Gant, um, taking the match. Yeah. Like what a week out maybe or something like that. Um, I thought, that Gant looked like the bigger guy as well in that match. So I think that, um, you know, he came in super late, uh, won a very impressive match over a guy that I think was a little bit bigger than him. Um, and with Nolf, I think the thing that makes this match interesting is, you know, when everybody thinks of Nolf, they think of like this godlike figure, right? Because he, he did everything possible in college, right? He won three national titles and was in the finals four times. Um, but on the senior level, we've, we've seen him get beat, right? Like we, we've seen this guy in close matches. We've seen him lose. We've seen, it's not, it's not the same aura, right? Uh, I mean, he's amazing, right? But like, it's, it's definitely knocks him down a little bit. So I think, I think it's going to be an exciting match. I, I wouldn't count McFadden out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll pick Nolf. I'll pick it close, but all I'm saying is, is if McFadden found a way to win, I wouldn't be like flabbergasted, right? You know what? I'm gonna change. I think McFadden's gonna win. Okay. There we go. I, I'm going. I'm either all in or all out right now. I'm gonna say McFadden wins. Um, 
And if it's true, I'm freaking awesome, you know? But if it's, <laughs> if it's false, it's, it's Jason Knoll. So I feel like it's a win-win here for me. Yeah. I think the, the key thing too here is that uh, I know, you know, part of that reason when North came back that, or when he, when he transitioned to freestyle that he wasn't so dominant was um, that he had a little bit of a knee issue. Right. So he's been hurt a little bit. So I think that True. bring that in, like, are we, are we finally going to see optimized North or is he still, still getting over it? Like I, I would think it's probably enough time to where he's probably over it, but you never know. So that's definitely going to be a factor as well. All right. Next match, co-main Kyle Snyder, Mike mock. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this, I mean, it's, ah, man, I don't know. Like there's an, it's another situation. Like obviously I'm going to pick Kyle Snyder, right? It, it's Kyle Snyder, but, um, I just haven't had the same feelings about Snyder recently as I had before. I don't know. Well, it's another guy that we get to see, like, same thing with Gilman, you know? This is the first time he's been in LWC. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. They wrestled no. at Farrell. Mm-hmm. These guys wrestled at Farrell, and Kyle Snyder looked like he could eat Mike Machiavelli yeah. when they stepped on the mat. Like, he was way smaller than him. So, uh, I mean, it's it's Snyder, and it, I think it's Snyder pretty good. I'm, I'm excited to see how much growth he's made. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think uh... – I think that he's just bro. He's an Olympic champ. He's world champ. He's he's freaking Kyle Snyder. It's, I mean, there's not many guys I'm picking to even be considered in a match with him. So definitely Snyder for me. I think what's taken away from it for me is that I'm I'm Team Cox. I think Jaden's gonna win uh, and represent the U.S. So I think that like I don't know. It kind of like knocks Kyle down a little bit in my head. Um, but yeah, again, like you're saying. I think he's going to win this match, and I think it's going to be – it's not really going to be in a question. Yeah, I, I think I'm excited to see how much Machiavelli has improved too because that dude works. He's a workhorse, and um, I think he's only gotten better every time we've seen him on the mat. So we'll see where he's at too. Yep, and we're here. We're finally here, man. The last We're at the main event, right? Yeah, this is it. Bo Nickel, Alex Daringer. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Like we were saying a little bit before, like this was the match that I never knew I wanted. Uh, And now that it's put out there, like I need this in my life. If this match doesn't happen for some reason, I will cry. I will legitly cry and just curl up in a ball and eat chocolate for a week. That's what's going to happen. So um, don't do that. I, no, I will, <laughs> and, and I'll record it and send it to you so you can share in my page. I don't, I don't uh, want that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this, I mean, I'm so excited about this one. Um, I mean, they could literally just have these two dudes wrestle, and I would still buy this event. So um, I don't know. How do you guys see it going? I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I still. Who wants to start it off? I don't know how it's going to go, man. These guys, I, I've got Bo. Bo's just a winner, man. There's only a couple guys on the planet Bo Nickel cannot beat. And one of them's named Jaden Cox, and the other is probably named Kyle Snyder and David Taylor. Those three guys in the like 86, 97. Right? No. Bo beats Bro, he smashed him. Yeah, he did. Freestyle. yeah, that was like how many years ago? <sighs> 
Three? Okay, well, three years ago is a long time. I mean, they've both probably gotten equally. I don't know. I got speed, too. They were both winning national titles at that time, yeah, and Bo was bigger. Anyways. Um, no, nah, I got Bo. <laughs> I got Derringer. I Just got because it. of what I said? <laughs> Maybe slightly. <laughs> Maybe slightly. I don't know. I think – I don't know. I don't know, man. I think Derringer – the second time he wrestled Zahid looked like a whole different different person out there. Um, and that's kind of what I look at is Zahid versus Bo was kind of something I used to compare there. Not that the transitive property ever turns out in wrestling, but uh, sorry, I got some dogs yelling. But uh, yeah, I, I got Derringer. I think that he's going to be ready. It's one, right, it's one match he has to get ready for and prepare for. And, you know, he, Bo, Bo is super unpredictable. That's the one thing. It's hard to prepare for a guy like him. So, But Derringer stays in really good position, and it's really hard to get him. You know, you saw him wrestle Dake. Dake had to be very selective about his stuff. So I think that as long as Derringer stays in good position and, and, and takes his stuff so selectively, he's going to win the match. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the old cowboy. Uh, I'm going Derringer as well. Wow. And, uh, you know, it. Uh, the reasoning for me while I'm sitting here listening to you guys and I'm thinking of it, and um, one thing you guys didn't hit is that Bo, I think Bo's got one foot out the door, right? Bo's looking at MMA. Uh, Bo's kind of like said, you know, so true. one last run, but like I'm kind of, I'm out, right? Um, Derringer, this is the only thing that he's focused on in his life, right? And is rest. I mean, obviously the dude's got other stuff, right? But we're talking about, you know, as far as career aspirations, this guy's in wrestling. He's a hundred percent committed to wrestling. And I think, you know, he, like Seth said, he, he kind of destroyed Zahid last time we saw him. And yeah, you could throw in the, the Dake match, but let's be honest. How many dudes in the world have a better defense than Kyle Dake? Right. And so, none. yeah, maybe none. There might be one or none. Right. So, um, basically, Kyle Day's going to make anybody in the world look like that. And he didn't make him look bad. He just, like, he couldn't score, understandably. Right. And so, I, I'm just, I'm going to go, when I look at this, I think it's so close. And I'm going to go with the guy that's dedicating his life to wrestling right now and not something else. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Bo is a winner, and there's one match that we haven't talked about that is very transitive property um, when it comes to these two guys, and that's Miles Martin. Miles Martin has the last win over Alex Derringer. Um, and we know how Bo has done against him in the past. Yeah. Bo Nichols just a winner, man. He's just a straight up gamer. That's a different Miles Martin, though, man. What do you mean that's a different Miles Martin? That's a Martin? different Miles Martin. Like, uh, Miles, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Okay. You got me there. I, I think it's Bo here. And, uh, I mean, he just wins. The dude just wins. I was, like, uh, I think Jane Cox is a really bad matchup for him. And I'm excited to see what weight Bo ends up going. Um, because I really think he could make a push at 86. And it'd be fun to see him go up against the Heat, um, but it's it's Bo here. Bo's gonna win this match. You're wrong. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I stay <laughs> up here. 
It's gonna, it's be, gonna good. be great. This card is is really good. Beat the Streets is very good. Some awesome matches coming up. Um, you know, tune in. Um, if you're not too busy watching the Woodley Covington match going or fight going down that night, um, like I'll probably be doing. I hope Woodley smashes <laughs> his face in. Like you don't like Colby? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I like how he has nicknames for everyone in his weight. Yeah. Um, but no, that I mean, w- with saying what we were saying about it, like I, I do think Bo has a one foot out the door. But um, MMA wise. Dude, I can't wait to watch him fight. I am yeah. so excited to watch him fight. Um, definitely want to see what happens there. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, kind of put a bow on it. We've talked about all the, the big ones coming up with all the, you know, college matches. There's all kinds of other events going on. I mean, there's there's a lot going on in Rockfin. There's, you know, stuff going on on different platforms. Definitely go check them all out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. You guys got anything else? Nothing oh, else. Just much. tune in. Yep, yep. Big, big week for wrestling coming up. Uh, yeah, just, just great things for the sport. And excited to compete again. And I'll be seeing, yeah, I'll be seeing Jack soon here. So. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right, you gotta, you, you gotta. Jacob's gonna have major FOMO. <laughs> yep. <laughs> major what? FOMO. No, don't get. It. Don't get it. And on that note, <laughs> I've been out in the real world teaching. Like I'm basically evolving into a dad as we speak. So, um, yeah, I don't fear know of missing out. Fear of yeah, missing out. I guess. So. Well, yeah, for sure. Because I was just about to say, you guys, uh, you guys got to videotape the first live match and, uh, and send it to me. I got to know. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Now I'm looking forward to everything. I got to shamelessly plug a little bit for a second. Go check out my Matt Geeks channel. Um, been dedicated to covering all ACC wrestling. I feel like there was a need for that. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely trying my best to get it all out there. So would love it if people go check that out while you're perusing Rockfin when you're, you're ready for this NLWC uh, match. But uh, besides that, I and mean, that's all I got, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Go watch college football.